What did we say we we're going to name this thing? Uh, the Mansfields After Dark. Is that it? I'm nervous because I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Let's do that Wait, again. we need a tagline. Maybe we should write it down and then we can read it so that it's a little more fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it should be fancy? I don't know that I've ever listened to a fancy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to The Mansfields After Dark, where we have conversations about creativity. After we put our kids to bed. From our school bus turned studio in our backyard. I'm Sasquatch Mansfield. And I'm Molly Mansfield. Alright. That's good to me. I think that was pretty good. Okay. So, I fa- you I'm don't... Like, I'm nervous. Because you know what we're going to talk about. And I have no idea. And I feel like maybe this is an intervention. <laughs> you have an idea? You really don't remember? I mean, I don't know if you changed the idea that changed the subject that we were going to do like four weeks ago. (laughs) I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to change it without letting you know. I mean, maybe I should do that next time. That's an interesting idea. It's kind of where you thrive. Not is uh, not planning. Yeah. So lay it on me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know how much you've thought about this. Probably none. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has being a papa, being a dad... Yeah affected your creativity? I would say tremendously. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's, you know, I, I I wouldn't have thought that it would have. I wouldn't have thought that it would have. I don't like that. But, you know, I think... Kids have such a unique way of looking at the world that you can't help but be affected by it. Like the way that they marvel at leaves. And you're just like, it's just a leaf, man. Let's go. We need to go to the car. Just trying to leave H-E-B. <laughs> just want to leave the grocery store. And you're looking at leaves. Can we just get in the car? But, you know, that's like the adult in me. Yeah. And, but if you slow down and, you know, observe your kids, um, there's something really beautiful there of them appreciating the things that we don't see, which I think is a lot of what being an artist is as well, is um, looking at the things that other people overlook. And, like, really listening is part of artistry. Yeah. And seeing, like, seeing the world differently um, or just not not just assuming that things are the way that we all think that they are. You know, like, like there's this rule in drawing or painting of drawing 
what you see, not what you think you see. Because what you actually are looking at is like you already have an idea of what shape it is and what it looks like in your mind. And so that like our natural tendency is to just draw that rather than to actually observe what's in front of you, which a lot of times is very different than what you are already assuming is true about something. Yeah. And I think that's where kids are like, they're so they're good at that because they don't already have all that information and they're naturally so curious and like asking all the questions about all the things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the le- back to the leaf thing. Also, they're not in a hurry. And I think play is a big is a big part of being creative. And I mean, that's what kids they're like professional players. Yeah, well, they don't have to worry about bills. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like that's my struggle is I know the value of play, but then at the same time I'm like I don't have time to do that. Yeah. I need to make money. Right. So that we can, you know, pay our mortgage or whatnot. So, like, anytime that I'm driving and I think, I should pull over and take a photo here, or, like, I just want to, like, you know, sit and listen to something for an hour. I'm like, nope. Gotta do whatever's next on my list instead of investing in my creativity. Yeah. I mean... I think that, like, as if you're an adult, you know, obviously, you have responsibilities, and kids don't. Um, So, yeah, there's things that you have to do, but um, I guess it's just important to make sure that you are making that time and space to let yourself play. They have definitely impacted the way that I look at the world and just kind of observe at a deeper level than I would have had I not have children. I probably would be, well, I think having kids also um, serioused me out. (laughs) I was like extremely goofy and... Um, feel like I didn't really have much, uh, much capacity to have serious conversations and kids, Hmm. um, like they made me get serious about life, um, because it's kind of a big deal to raise children, but Hmm. they also gave me a, a different kind of playfulness in my life where I'm just kind of carefree in in most of the senses and like um yeah able to stop and stare at something or you know like whenever Luther was um you know really young and 
we'd go on hikes with him and he would find all these mushrooms and you're just kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. How are you finding all these mushrooms? But he's looking. Yeah. And he like found something that he enjoyed looking at, which was a mushroom. And then he looked for that pattern over and over and over in nature. And he would find all sorts of crazy mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. I was really interested to hear your answer because you, I mean, you've always been a very, I've always thought of you as very creative. Um, but you didn't start taking working in the medium you're working now primarily you didn't start taking photos i mean i guess you kind of did but you didn't consider yourself a photographer until a few years after we had kids um so it wasn't like like you were working in this one medium and then can really see clearly like a shift in your work that you were making, you know, you kind of have to, I don't know. I guess like you, I guess you have to think about it. Um, yeah, I, that, I, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just that I was, I was interested to hear what you were going to say since it, because you don't have that, um, like, still working in the same medium is probably not as black as in white for you about how they how they impacted your making art no but uh, but i do think that there was like that there was a shift in medium kind of mm-hmm. is like, telling me, yeah i mean uh, you Maybe know they impacted that yeah shift. well i mean i always i always took photos but i didn't yeah I wasn't as serious about it and also just kind of, I would just do it off and on. Yeah. Uh, it was something I liked, but never really, like, like I said before, I knew that it probably wasn't going to make me much money or at least I didn't think it could. Um, it can, but I was just ignorant. Yeah. So, yeah, but that, but that shift, I mean, is due to children's. Totally. Yeah. Chillerns. Wives and chillerns scattered all over the side of that mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one knows that. <laughs> um, so I talked to a really good friend of ours um, who I have not spoken to in years. Um, I talked to her a few weeks ago. And... Um, she told me that she went on next door and found somebody that needed childcare and she started babysitting because all she has three kids and all of her kids are teenagers now. And she said, they don't play with me and I needed a playmate. So I started babysitting. It's so and good. I just like, I was just like silent on the other end of the phone first. Like I was so shocked and just like in awe of how smart she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it made me it made me think of the um the NASA study. Um so NASA did this um they developed a test to test um creativity or like creative thinking. It's such a weird thing for NASA to do seemingly to me. I mean I mean, creativity is probably really important to them because uh, like what's at the heart of creativity is problem solving, right? Like it doesn't always look like making art. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So they developed a study to test creativity at the genius level. I, I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to look into this more actually, because I don't know, like, what is their definition of genius level creativity? I don't know what that I, means, but I don't know. Able to, it sounds good. I mean, able <laughs> it sounds to do, like a lot of creativity. Probably able to do things with popsicle sticks that we can't imagine. That's, so Super creative. <laughs> Popsicle sticks are like the least creative thing I've ever imagined. Really? Yeah. You've never like built something with popsicle sticks and glue? Yes. That was like so fun. I have, but <laughs> there's so many other things that are more like creatively fulfilling than popsicle sticks. Oh man, I had like I'm, big dreams about popsicle stick creations, but my problem was that like my actual dreams. Uh, like daydreams. Those are the important ones. You're crazy in my opinion. <laughs> well, my problem was that my parents never bought me like popsicle, yeah. like a bag of popsicle sticks or something. Ugh. And also we were poor ish. <laughs> you so, can't play this card with me because I know exactly how poor you I know are. You, were, you were way poorer than me, but we did not eat popsicles all the time. So <laughs> I, so so I spent like years saving popsicle sticks so that I could make a creation out of them. And I just never really ever accumulated enough popsicle sticks to make much of anything. Sure. Maybe we should get our kids some popsicle sticks. I don't. Yeah. Sounds great. I think Luther would love that. Um, he is your child. Anyway, so the creativity test. Okay, so it was easy enough to use um, that they could use it on children. And so they decided to try it out on kids. And I don't know how many adults fall into this genius level category of creativity, but you know, like, uh, do you experience, I don't know. How is she? <laughs> I can't talk. Okay. Don't be nervous. It's just me. <laughs> okay. I don't know how many people say this to you, but people say this to me all the time. Something like, I wish I was creative. Like, people don't consider themselves creative and 
yeah, they're just like, oh, I wish that I could be creative. People don't view photography as a creative form, so nope. Oh, they don't say that to you? No. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's so nice that you took a photo of what reality is. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's so interesting. Like, just because photography is ubiquitous and, like, everybody can take a picture. It's been disassociated from art um, because it's been heavily monetized because of the entry level into photography is so easy that people that are not interested in creating art pick it up and then destroy the medium. Mm. But I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> anyway, people tell you you're so creative all the time. Continue. No, the I'm point is just too, that I hear it. from a lot of people <laughs> that they don't consider themselves creative. Yes. I, I, I have heard people say this to you. <laughs> okay. So back to NASA. Oh boy. You're really, you're making a meal <laughs> out of this little test here. Um, 30% of 10 year olds tested as creative geniuses. And then they went younger. 98% of four and five-year-olds, according to NASA, are creative geniuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is why I think that my friend is brilliant for adding some children into her life um, because that's like a really big thing, right? Like if you want to be more creative, start hanging out with some creative geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the, um, it's that, that same concept of like your network. You're the, you're the sum of the six people you spend the most time with. Right. Right. So like, and that's also true in like finance as well. So think about the six people that are around you the most. You are the sum or the mean of, not the sum. Yeah. The mean of, of all of those people. Like as far as you, you will average out in, in those, that, you know, group of friends, you're probably making around the same money. And then if all of your friends are super negative, you're probably going to be pretty negative as well. So yeah. it's surrounding yourself with people and that are who you want to be in life. Um, instead of just kind of letting life throw friends at you because it's not really the best anyway. But what to your point is, we should surround ourselves with four and five year olds, which sounds so exhausting, but it sounds exhausting because from like a parent level, mm -hmm. but if you like get rid of the, I'm supposed to be in charge of these kids and make sure that they don't kill each other or themselves that we're just going to have fun 
than hanging around four and five year olds. Like four and five year olds know how to have a good time. It's often uh, for boys. It's often a very destructive time. At least for our boys. For our boys, for sure. (sighs) But maybe, maybe rules too. Like maybe getting rid of some of the rules. To me, that is a big thing that makes parenting exhausting is like I, and that's why I love to be outside with our kids is because there's hardly any rules when we're outside and I'm basically never saying no, but when we're inside, it's a lot of no's, you know, don't destroy everything in our house. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely not a parenting podcast, but, uh, I feel like we definitely had a better, better handle on the no situation. Whenever we just had one kid, we were like, we're not even going to say no. We're just going to, and that lasted until we had a positive sentence. Yeah. Or like, well, well, how about let's go outside, you know? And then outside it was just like, do whatever you want, kid. Um, and that lasted for a while until we had more than one child. Yeah. And I mean, I still do that a lot, but nose came just, up real fast. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, not a parenting podcast. Yeah. I think that is, I think that's the thing that like shifted for me because I, before we had kids, I was not, I didn't have any hardly, Mm, I'm trying to think back, but I think I was, um, doing stuff with like very little children, like babies at church, but I didn't have, I wasn't interacting with, um, children at that time. So then we had our kid and, you know, I'm around this kid all the time. Um, and I mean, it's, it's the same things that you said that like I started to notice was Luther was, he made me slow down and he made me pay attention and look and appreciate and observe. And, um, like remember the extraordinary and the beauty and fascination that had just been become like so mundane to me. So, you know, sticks and leaves and rocks, um, and mushrooms. Those are things he loves. (laughs) And he has always been a stick collector and he finds, I mean, it's kind of like his mushroom thing where he finds these amazing mushrooms. He finds the most beautiful sticks it's ridiculous (laughs) I do not find sticks that look I mean (laughs) he has found some sticks that are so stinking beautiful that I have saved them (laughs) and they are in the corner of our bedroom because I love them so much This is why we have like no closet space, 
no no room for almost anything because we're nature hoarders so anyway yeah he really caused me to slow down and pay attention and i think also um just seeing like his delight and joy in his childhood like made me start thinking more about my childhood and um that's when I started that's when my um work shifted a lot um and I started making more um botanical and landscape themed work and I had made that type of work before especially I'd done a lot of landscapes and a lot of plein airs but it never really like it didn't stick with me prior to this I think I just didn't I didn't know what I wanted to say I I was just up until then I I feel like I was just um, exploring so much and learning so much and always kind of searching for like, what is my voice? What do I have to offer? What do I want to say with my work? Um, and yeah, I never really found that until I was spending my days with a little boy. And then I started thinking about my childhood, which, um, And I was paying a lot of attention to like the beautiful moments within the mundane. Um, and that's how like the, the plants and the botanical theme started coming up for me because I had a lot of anxiety, like major anxiety as a kid. Um, but I was around, I was in nature and around plants a lot. My parents owned a garden, own, still own a garden center. Um, and so that was like, so calming for me. And that was, I, it was definitely like a safe place and a place where I felt, um, at peace. Um, so that's like the beginning of how those themes started coming up in my work. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I think it's, I'm so impressed that, you know, I don't know if that would have happened if I hadn't have been around Luther. Yeah. I, I just wonder, I wonder if it was less about him like inspiring you and more about him causing you to reflect on your own childhood. I mean, I think, I think both things were present Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause it was definitely like, yeah, being around him was definitely making me think and kind of just like seeing his delight and his curiosity and, and thinking about like, you know, how to raise a child, how to parent, all of those things were definitely making me mm -hmm. reflect on my own childhood. For sure. Um, that must be nice to have those memories. <laughs> <laughs> to draw upon. I have almost none yeah. that I can think of. Um, I remember one time I was riding my bike and I crashed. That's a memory I have. 
but I don't really I don't really draw upon that to take take some photos. Yeah. It's embarrassing. But your work is very I mean, our kids are the main theme of your work. I think yes. Uh, like subject wise, they are the main subjects. Mm-hmm. It's not really, really the theme. Okay. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. I, I mean, one, that's just what I have around yeah. me all the time. So why not shoot it? Yeah. And also it matters. Definitely. I know that I'll want to see this later. Yep. Um, and and also, they will. Yeah, and they will. Also, it's a lot. It's not necessarily sketching, but to me, it's like practice. Mm. Like all of the personal work that I do, all of the documenting of our family is practice. Mm-hmm. The hundreds of dollars a month <laughs> that I spent practicing. But this is the only way to get better. Yeah. So got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um well and I think there is some of that too where like if I had photos of your childhood of so much of my childhood, like, like mm-hmm. our boys will have so much of their childhood. Yeah. It'll be so much easier for me to recall some memories that yeah. I don't have. But, and so I, th- I think that is another reason why I do document them as much as I do is because, um, I'm trying to give them something that I, don't necessarily have mm. at least not at least not to the scale that I'm giving it to them mm-hmm. I have For some sure. yeah but it's like you know maybe a year will go by and it's like oh I'm three now you know yeah in this photo so and, and most of my photos are like it's like oh this is the next day okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, memory is such a weird mm-hmm. thing. Um, that I don't know very much about, but I have, <laughs> I have. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. <laughs> I I'm just gonna say that I have a memory that for a long time I thought it was a memory, but lately I have been wondering because I don't really remember anything happening. Um, so the memory is just of me when I was very young, sitting in a like kid sized wooden rocking chair, wearing my favorite pair of socks and holding my baby. Yeah. Which was named other baby. Other baby. What happened to the first baby? (laughs) Um, Anyway, oh, I, what happened to first baby? That his, his name was Elmo. There was hold yeah. on. <laughs> first baby's name is Elmo, and then you named second baby other baby. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. I I don't remember very much of that. Mm. I just know their name. Was was so I can tell you. Was first baby actually Elmo? No. Oh, like the character Elmo? Yeah. No, it was like a baby doll. What childhood is this? <laughs> Weird. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to remember what I was going to say. Yeah. So I think that maybe like my memory is just a photo. Like it's just me remembering a photo. It's not actually me remembering an experience I'm not first sh- I'm not certain but interesting that's what I've been wondering lately interesting so to your point I think that having photos definitely help you to remember things and keep things fresh in your mind mm-hmm. yeah Actually, I just remembered the other day. I think I think you were there. Um, Luther was looking at his baby album, and he. Um, what did he say? <laughs> I think he was like, I don't know. He just said something about like, oh, I remember when I was born. I think I said, I think I was saying, I remember when you were born. Oh, and yeah, some things that we this. did together. And he was like, yeah, I remember it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's just looked through that. He's looked through the album. For so long. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a good point. Um, okay. Well, let's get back on topic because you went off into talking about other baby. Um, what a weird name. <laughs> I still have that baby doll. Other baby? Yeah. What happened to Elmo? Not as important. Huh. Seems like... Didn't make it into the plastic s- storage bin. Wasn't important enough to actually get a name. <laughs> but... No, other baby was the the best. My favorite, anyways. <laughs> Why are we still talking I don't... about it? <laughs> Uh, I'm just very confused about it. And I'm sure that everybody else listening is in confusion, but we can, we can, we can move past it. So maybe we can have a photo of other baby. Oh, nobody needs to see that. Oh, come on. Yeah. Gotta give the people (laughs) what they want. They're curious to see other baby. (laughs) Stop making me laugh. I can't talk. The other thing, and or another thing that I love about children relating to creativity is that how they are so free and they're open. They're open-minded. Um, so, like, I just think that that goes a step above, like, the curiosity factor that they have but they're like maybe if you give them an answer to something they don't necessarily take that as fact 
they're like, okay, that can be one possibility, but what about this? Question you know, everything. They're open to thinking about different answers mm-hmm. to a question mm-hmm. instead of just knowing that this is the answer or ma- mm-hmm. back to that assumption, you know, making the assumption of what something, having the assumption in your mind of what something or what is true about something. Mm-hmm. They don't have that. Yeah. So they're open to different possibilities. And, um, when Luther, um, when he was a little bit younger, he was, um, drawing and he, he was just like having a good old time drawing away. And he was like, mom, I'm drawing a moose. And I was like, okay, that's great. Um, and he just kept going with it. And then a few minutes later, he like starts looking really bewildered and he's like, I am not drawing a moose anymore. And I was like, okay, what are you drawing now? And he was like, I do not know. But he just like, he didn't even stop. It didn't even phase him. He just kept going with it. Yeah. You just got to keep on drawing it out. Yeah. (laughs) I just, that was like kind of a light bulb moment to me as far as like creative process goes and something that I've tried to like welcome a lot and implement in my work since then being open to the creative process wherever it takes you and just like um like receiving any creative whim that like happens to come rather than sticking to your plan like he went he had a plan Mm -hmm. he was gonna draw a moose yeah um, but then it, it just changed on him. Oh, Creativity man. came in, was like, nope, this isn't a moose anymore. And he didn't know what was happening. He didn't know what it was, what it was going to be. And he was totally fine with that. And he kept going. Yeah. It just sounds a little, um, I don't know, like being in control. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the struggle like to be willing to do that and to have that freedom. I mean, it go, I think it goes back to playfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, so the story that I have is, um, so I, I took these like boring architectural photos of banks all over Texas, like creatively, unfulfilling but Mm -hmm. i took luther with me and we uh we on the on the southern half of this trip i took luther and um i gave him two disposable cameras to last him three days and then he blew through one disposable camera in about six hours Uh uh on the first day and so then he had one to last for the other two days. Yeah. Anyway, so we get the stuff back and then some of the photos are like really pretty good. Yeah. And 
there's one that I really loved that was his, it's his silhouette and there's like a shadow, his, his silhouette of his shadow. And then there's like a, you know, some mode grass and then some non mode grass. And then there's like a kind of, well, I think we were close to Beaumont. So there's like some, the bay or whatever. Um, and, uh, I was talking to Luther about it and then he was like, yeah, I was trying to take a photo of that flower and in the photo, it's like probably like 2% of the photo is this flower. Yeah. You can't even see it. You can barely see it in the photo and it's like hilarious. It's so funny that he stood so far away and composed honestly a good image to take a photo of this flower that you can't even really see in it. And so it's just like, it kind of goes back to that same thing of it's like, the same exact thing. He wanted to take a picture. He wanted to, he wanted to draw this moose. Yeah. And, but then, well, let's see, I'm not taking a picture of this flower anymore. I'm taking this one. Yeah. So here we are. He you intended know. to take a picture of the flower, but he didn't have to get close enough to the flower. <laughs> yeah. And so creativity came in and did its thing. Yeah. Very strange. And the photo turned out awesome. Pretty good. Yeah. It's a really cool photo. Mm-hmm. Well, it just makes me think of, um, you know, like how Elizabeth Gilbert talks about creativity kind of like as this being, um, in her book, Big Magic, where creativity, like, as a being, would just... And she told a lot of stories. It would just come in and even, like, wrestle with a person. Or there was a writer who would, like, have to, like, reach out and catch the words before they, they like, came to her. And she had to catch them before they left. That's what this process that I see in Luther over and over again makes me think of. And it's why I want to, um, like welcome that into my practice and be more, have the flexibility, you know, to not just not just have to stick with what's in my head or what my plan or intention was, but Hey, if like the creative genius wants to come and do something on my painting. Yeah. I want to embrace that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I think there's, there's something to like cultivating creativity and like, being able to tap on it or at least like feel cause I don't necessarily agree with everything that Elizabeth Gilbert wrote. I think it's like, it's a very interesting idea. Yeah. And like, certainly some people are maybe more in tune with that, whatever it is. But to me, most of the time, whenever I'm, I'm able to 
focus on putting in the work Mm -hmm. so that I can draw upon creativity whenever I need it instead of doing my thing that I'm always doing and then hoping that it'll show up. Mm. Like that's, that's kind of one of our things is like show up, show up, show up, show up, show up. And maybe the muse will show up one day too. I think that's Maya Angelou. Okay. She might've quoted Maya Angelou. Show up, show up, show up. And the muse will show up too. Okay. Well, that's that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> no, you said maybe. It, that's a big difference. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Because it's the idea is like if you, yeah, if you put in the work, if you keep showing up to the studio, then... Yeah, you have to be consistent about things. But, uh, yeah... But see, to me, it's not, that's just like repetition and, you know, you become comfortable Mm -hmm. in wherever you're at. And it's not necessarily uh, this like being that comes down and it's like, oh, here you go. Here's this creativity thing now. But it's just like, it's putting in the work to become comfortable in the medium that you're given or chose and then just sitting in that and like you know no one said that you have to have one medium either so just yeah I mean obviously that's a very woo woo you know it's pretty woo woo but I don't know there's something about it that is and her the well, stories that she tells are really uh, I interesting, mean, but um, it's it's pretty hard to it's really hard, especially with her stories because she's such a good storyteller to dispute them mm. because I mean, yeah, it's one of those things like how can we don't have empirical evidence or scientific evidence of what creativity is, so it's just kind of like. It's kind of one of those things like, well, whatever it is to you, man. Mm, yeah. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like a weird thing that is hard to, it's really hard to describe like how it happens. But I think most people experience it to some degree in different ways. Um, yeah. And I would even say that people that don't think that they're creative experience creativity a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, nonstop. You're, they just have a definition in their mind of what mm -hmm. creativity, uh, putting creativity in a box. That's the whole thing about art and creativity doesn't like rules so i think it's so funny when people always try to put Mm -hmm. it in this tidy box like with a ribbon Mm -hmm. tied around it well that's typically people that are doing that are trying to like monetize it Mm. 
monetizing the the way of selling it. I mean, definitely that's to teach it. There's definitely something to that because that's how it is. Like in the fine art world, there's a lot of rules, and it's all because of it all has to do with money and the sale of art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I'm just I'm thinking of people that even they aren't in that world, just like normal people wanting to like do something creative as a hobby. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs would call themselves not creative. Mm. Um, but you have to be pretty creative to come up with business plans for multiple businesses or, um, thinking up something from scratch. Like it's, it's a very different, it's not necessarily art, but it is very creative. Definitely. Like extremely creative. And you have to think outside the box. Yeah. Well, yes, because like if you're an entrepreneur, one, it takes observation, which is what kids are good at. Creative genius. And then two, it takes diagnosis of what needs to change and what needs to happen. And then it comes down to a more practical matters where it's, this is what I need to do to make this happen. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but they're, they're, you know, pretty smart about it. So back to the practice thing. I mean, I am a huge believer in practice. I think it's the best thing you can do. Maybe. (laughs) I do think it's really, really important, but I don't think it's the only, um, there needs to be more things happening in order for creativity to happen than just practicing, which naturally a lot of those happen. A lot of those things happen just in living life. Um, and I guess those things are like how, um, what I'm thinking of is inspiration and being inspired or just having experiences, experiencing the world, experiencing life and people and friendships so that you (laughs) stop looking at me like that. Um, so that you have something to say, Do you understand what I'm getting at? No. You look really confused. Well, you were talking about creativity and now you're talking about, or like practice. And now you're talking about hanging out with friends. Okay. I'm just trying to say that there's more. Well, I guess, I guess I'm specifically thinking of art maybe. I'm not sure if this applies to other types of creativity, but 
there's a lot more to making art than just practicing while practice is like the main thing you need to be doing um being technically good doesn't mean that you're going to make good work and so there has to be You have to be having experiences so that you have something to say in your work. You have to be having experiences so that you feel inspired and feel passionate so that those things can come through in your work. A hundred percent. That's why so much like student art Mm -hmm. is such garbage. Yeah. Because I mean, basically it's practice. Yeah. And also they're pretty young. So most of the time they haven't had really any experiences to draw upon. Um, so yeah, people, people are nervous about, you know, getting into situations that are difficult or that they'll have to like, you know, fight their way out of, but that's what makes good art Mm. is like going through life. Yeah. And dealing with things, in my opinion. Um, but I'm just a photographer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but yeah, I think that's that's a very astute observation there of practice. Yes. It's, it's incredibly important to practice. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be one with your medium. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want there to be any hiccups for you to create what you want to create. Mm-hmm. But you also need to live life so that you can have inspiration yeah. to create what you want to create. Which we'll go back to. So, kids. Mm hmm. They are awful at practicing. Uh-huh. Definitely. Like, really bad. <laughs> but they're very good at living life. Yeah. And just being free in it. Yeah. So that's where it comes into they you're an adult. Inspiration. You're an adult. Make the decisions to look for inspiration. Look for, you know, live your life you know, consume other art outside your medium, inside your medium, like have it be in you and then start creating, mm-hmm. um, and play because kids, kids are not technically proficient. No. Which is why. Unless you're like, unless, unless there's like a, freak of nature person yeah freak (laughs) um well and i think that's partly why they're so loose or they're so creatively free is because they have yeah there's nothing there yeah there's no like like i'm trying to draw a moose oh this is this is yeah. definitely doesn't look anything like a moose. Their inability to draw or, you know, whatever they want isn't a factor because they're not really even thinking about it. They're just saying, I yeah. want to try to do this, yeah. which is just, a, you know, 
practicing creativity and like having fun with it. But we go, I'm setting out to accomplish this thing. Yeah. And that's much harder. So, but that's the difference in between the stuff you hang on the fridge and stuff you hang on your wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know love that we have art. framed some <laughs> of Luther's things. I know this, <laughs> and we honestly don't put any of their scribblings on our fridge. But <laughs> that's the uh, the saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, you said practicing creativity, and I love that idea, and it's something that is like, it's a thought that's really new to me. I think I started thinking about it when I read um, Creative Quest by Questlove. Pretty sure that's when I started thinking about the idea that you could actually practice creativity just like you can practice drawing or playing guitar and I had never thought about that before and I've never thought about that that's what kids are doing when they're trying to do something because they don't have the technical abilities they're just practicing their creativity yeah 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 I like that idea just trying to do something that you have no technical ability on. Sounds really not fun. Because you like being good at things, which you're good at pretty much everything, so. Well, there's a lot of things I haven't tried. So I suck at a lot of things, too. All right. But I'm good at being humble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's go back inside and make sure that our children aren't dead. Yeah. I, I wanted to also, maybe I can just read this Picasso quote. Okay. But why don't you actually use the mic? (laughs) So Picasso said... It took me four years to paint like Raphael, but a lifetime to paint like a child. The end. Bye.